0: Welcome to the Uncommon CEO podcast,
1: where we unpack the mindset, skills and wisdom it takes to become an uncommon leader in a common world. with your host, the Uncommon CEO himself, Andrew Smart.
0: Welcome to the Uncommon CEO podcast. We're still here in January and uh, weather's been pretty nice lately. I got no major complaints. We're in South Carolina, so could be worse. It could be a lot worse. Uh, you know, we so far, I would consider it mild. Yeah. Yeah. We've been seeing snow almost every year the past several years. Haven't really seen any flakes quite this year, but it's still... Uh, we haven't hit
1: February yet. I believe in February is last year when we got that little snow drift that came through. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I I remember, right? I'd have to look back and see the temperatures of January 2022, but I think January 2022 was pretty mild too. And mm-hmm. then in February, we got that, that little brush of winter weather, we might avoid it because as you remember, we had that, uh, I guess that century storm that came through and we kind of caught the tail into the cold. We just didn't get the precipitation. So Mm -hmm. we had that cold December um, and everyone in the Northeast just got hammered with snow. Yep. So we might have, we we might have um, missed it. Um, My kids are hoping that's not the case.
0: Yeah, mine are always looking forward to the winter weather. It's funny because you and I both grew up around here. And um, growing up, it felt like snow was once every three or four years, it kind of seemed like, as opposed to about every year. I think my kids have gotten a little spoiled by the the yearly flurries and snowmen building and all that good stuff. Just enough to sled a little bit, build a couple snowmen without really getting... Kind of hunkered down for perfect kind of snow. It, yeah,
1: but you'll remember. I mean, we we grew up with a lot of sleet and ice issues, yeah, mm-hmm. that would shut everything down. I do remember, um, in the late 80s, like 88, 87, 88, we I had think, those yeah. big mm-hmm. snows. I mean, it just shut everything down for two weeks. I think one year we got like 18 inches of snow, and 18 mm-hmm. inches of snow down here, nobody year. knows what to do. Yeah, that yeah. was that was two weeks of just we got out of school like two weeks, yeah, because
0: like we put people on the roads there. I don't think people knew what a snow tire was in South Carolina.
1: No, so, no. That was, that was a mess. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we had like those two years where we got those really, really big snows, but hadn't seen anything like that since, mm-hmm. um, a uh, couple of decent ones, but nothing like that. Yeah.
0: Well, is sun shining outside today. It's a beautiful day. What are we going to talk about on the podcast, Andrew?
1: So Matt, um, we have really been, I mean, we're, we're plowing away through the year. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, I mean, January has really kind of worked its way through. We're working our way into February, and mm-hmm. and it's amazing. I, I'm, It's it's funny. I mean, the, the, the old saying that uh, that as a kid, when I, I used to hear older people talk about, um, it might have been my parents, but I know old people talk about, you know, the tough time flies. Mm-hmm. Because as a kid, you don't really reference. Uh, I mean, I remember being in school looking at the clock going, is it ever going to go by? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, um, and you don't, you, you always think uh, as a kid that, I mean, you got all the time in the world.
0: Yeah. All you want to do is get older, get things done with, get yeah. on to the holidays or whatever. And
1: yeah, when you're an adult, all of a sudden it's on top of you. It time. is. It is. And the days just, they, they, I know they don't go faster. They just feel like they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I wanted to to talk about today, is is a very important topic um and it's a topic that everyone everyone can can i i i hate to use the word understand because i don't think everyone understands what i want to talk about but they they will understand the word that i want to talk about Mm -hmm. and so the word that I want to put out in front of us is the word loyalty. And on the surface, it's a simple word. And it, and it I mean, it's, it's a simple, easy to say word, loyalty. But I wanted to bring it out, you know, it, 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 and put it out in front of us because loyalty is one of my most coveted words that the two words that I covet the most are trust and loyalty. I know I've heard you tell me that. And so loyalty, I want to talk about loyalty because I I wanted us to kind of break down what loyalty is and how, how I see loyalty. Because as a, as a leader, a leader can't be a leader. If the leader doesn't have loyalty and, and, and that is loyalty from others. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that, that loyalty also has to be loyalty that leader gives to. So loyalty is a reciprocal relationship that I have to give Matt, I have to give you loyalty for you to give me loyalty. So we have to be, mm-hmm. We have to have a reciprocal relationship in this word, because, because if I'm loyal to you, Matt, but you're not loyal to me, what's, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, trust and loyalty,
0: I think, go hand in hand. And if it's not a two-way
1: street, you know, it's not going to last. Well, you're right. It won't last. You can't have unequal loyalty. You can't have loyalty doesn't work on 50%. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's one thing, you know, that, that is critical for any level of success with organization, relationships, doesn't matter. You gotta have loyalty, but loyalty can be misguided too. And so I thought we would take, you know, a little time and, and just talk through loyalty. Sure. What does it look like? What does it mean? You know, why do I value it so much? And so I, I thought, I thought really hard on loyalty. And I thought that, you know, looking at my life and looking at my journey and looking at, when you do that, you kind of get people going through your head and you look at people who've gone through your head and said, Oh, that was a loyal person or God, that was a disloyal person. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at, okay, what, what is loyalty? Why, why is, why is loyalty such a big thing for me? I can tell you for me it's such a big thing is because I feel like for what, for the level that I value loyal, I think I've been a pretty loyal person. Mm -hmm. I'd agree. And, and I think that, uh, I think that loyalty, the characteristics of loyalty are not based on, is that person quote a perfect person, which we know there's no such thing. Mm -hmm. Loyalty, um, quite honestly the most loyal people i've ever had in my life have character flaws have often sometimes some pretty you know big character flaws
0: little little more than less than perfect
1: yeah they they Them. they but but they're the type of people that you want in a foxhole with you that you want to be able to take on tough situations with you because loyalty is about are these the type of people? Is this, is, does this person have that loyalness that will stay in the fight with you? That's where I kind of, that for me, that's what I mean, loyal. Where, or is this the type of person that would, that would Judasha, that, mm-hmm. that, you name a price, they'd sell you out. Now, Matt, I, that might never have happened to you in your life, but it's happened to me.
0: I think it's happened to all of us in some way, shape, or form. People, as I said, trust and loyalty go hand in hand. If somebody, if you get the feeling from a friend, a partner of yours, a co-worker, that the second you're not in the room, that they don't have the same mentality about your relationship that's a
1: really dangerous line to walk right there but we quite often are are caught into relationships that don't have a strong foundation on loyalty mm-hmm. okay just because you're you're born into a family doesn't make a family loyal you know that right true blood does not mean loyal. Okay that that is not I, I I can tell you that there there's many family members that I would not consider loyal family members. Mhm. I mean, so while we can sometimes get confused because we can take the mentality that we're the loyal one in the family, blood is not a is a good is not a good metric for loyalty. So, let's let's talk about what are some good qualities of loyalty? Give me some of your thoughts.
0: Oh, I mean, somebody who is transparent is a good quality of loyalty. Somebody that you truly believe, I guess, genuine would be a good quality of loyalty. Um, Somebody that is not afraid to stand up alongside you, because a lot of times you can be in, put in a position where it's the world against you. Just having that person to stand beside you and the world's against you is how I view loyalty.
1: They'll stand beside you. They'll stand up for you. Mm-hmm. They'll. A loyal person is not afraid to come talk to you. I mean, this is, loyalty is not about being blind, okay? Loyalty is about, hey, I love you and I'm loyal to you, so I'm willing to come talk to you. Loyalty is, true loyalty is about a reciprocal depth that is hard to find. It is truly hard to find true loyalty. Take this in in, in the world of business that we operate today. We operate in a culture of me. I don't think we need to debate that. Mm -hmm. We live in a world and society and the culture of me. Anywhere that you go, you can find me being promoted everywhere. You know, make sure you get you. Make sure that me. I Meaning that that is that is a society that that we promote more, more today. I mean, you look at, you know, jobs. I mean, you go back 40, 30, 40 years ago, you you didn't see people jump jobs the way they do today. mm we live in a job-jumping world. You don't even hear the word pension anymore, you know? I mean, no, you don't. But we, we, you know, we live in a world today where people, I mean, they're loyal to the next best thing. That's that's the loyalty that we live in today. That's a cultural loyalty that is whatever the next best thing is, I'll be loyal to that. But that's that's superficial loyalty. That That is not real loyalty. And so we come back to what, what is real loyalty and why do I covet it? Well, as a leader and anyone in type of leadership role, you brought up trust. Okay. Well trust, okay. You can't have loyalty without trust, but I mean, they, they go, you're right. They go hand in hand as a leader, you're, you're always having to make tough decisions you're always having to deal with things you know depending on the level of leadership that you're doing that others might not understand might not even know and so you un- you you know that you're going to make decisions when you make decisions you automatically know everyone's not going to be happy
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean that that's a fact that I know that every decision that I have made, hasn't made everyone happy. I know that there have been decisions in my past that haven't made people happy that has caused people that I thought were loyal to to me, that I thought caused them to do things behind my back that caused me a lot of pain. And they were based on making decisions. Let me give you a little story about uh, this loyalty deal I like referencing the Bible because the Bible is a great historical manual and it has it has great stories that go into it. it's not just the Jesus Judah story there's a story of David uh, you know with his son Absalom and so David you know who was the king at the time he had to make a lot of tough decisions he he every month, of the year, he was responsible for basically governing the people and all the issues that they had. And they would come to him and he'd operate kind of like the Supreme Court does. He was the Mm -hmm. final say on an issue. And so when the people would come in, they come into the gates of the city. David would make the decision and his son, his son, his oldest son would stand at the gates of the city and watch the faces of the people and he would read their faces and based on their faces, he would know how David ruled Mm -hmm. and he would say to those people, because he would read them, he'd go, you can't really blame dad. Dad's a busy guy, Mm. got a lot on his plate, but if I was king, it might go a little differently. He was playing that game behind David's back. And what was he causing? Oh, he was causing a rift. Yeah. He, 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 he was causing division within the people by playing that divisive game in their mind and saying, if I did this now, Absalom's not the one making tough decisions and he's not being loyal to his father, but he's playing that game. And what, what, ultimately comes out is the Bible says you know that he turned the hearts of the men of Israel he he changed their hearts and so so he wasn't loyal to his father and his father ended up having to fight back and ultimately his son would die for him to reclaim the throne of Israel but it was all a loyalty issue he wasn't loyal to his father who was having to make tough decisions and he was he, he, he was you know he was he was working against his father. He he lacked a loyalty front, and that's you can't lead if you don't have loyal people around you. Loyalty is critical. Loyalty is critical to knowing that I've got people around me that yes, I can trust, but more importantly, they're going to stand with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you—that's anyone in any level of leadership. If you don't have that you're in trouble. But more importantly, you have to look at it and you and, and it's important for a leader to question those around you. I have failed sometimes doing so. What do you think happened there? Well, when people aren't loyal, um, they're
0: not going to be on the same team with everybody else. It creates a rift in your organization. They have to believe in the vision to be loyal. It goes back to our last episode, where if if people believe in the vision, if you've picked the right people that can be aligned around that, you'll find loyalty as a byproduct in that.
1: Well, I'm going to challenge you a little bit in that statement. The vision matters, but if you don't believe in the visionary, you got a problem. Yeah, yeah, same. I consider that one and the same, the vision and the vision. But it's not. People can get it. They can get they can get caught up into the idea of the vision, but not buy into the visionary. And if you don't buy into the visionary, I mean, they come along. Okay, man, I like the vision, but I don't like that person. You got a problem. Well, how do you inspire loyalty? Um, That's a tough one. That's a tough one. How do you inspire loyalty? I think the only way you can do it is how you live it. You know, that, that are you a loyal person? Because if you're a disloyal person, I mean, then you're basically you're sowing seeds of disloyalty by being a disloyal person, and there are plenty of disloyal people. I mean, that is, uh, you know, when when I've used the statement that I've often been loyal to to loyal to a fault. Well, there's truth in that statement, but you know what? I've never, ever, ever had to go to bed with. What's that? That I've had to that I screwed someone over for my future. Hmm. That I stole this for my future, or I I manipulated this person, you know, to make sure that my life is better. So how do you how do you establish the early
0: on loyalty in the hiring process and who you choose to be on your team or how you lead them? How do you establish that from the get-go?
1: Well, I've always made the statement, you don't really know anybody until you get in bed with them. Mm-hmm. So you go through the hiring process, and you you want to always improve on the way you hire, um, and the process in which you hire. Um, and I think we can continue to do a better job at that. Uh, you through your process of questioning, talking through, looking at. But I mean, it's it's like it's like a polygraph test. I mean, you can get past those. It's it's what happens when you come in. I mean, you can look great on a resume. You can talk well. I mean, the most disloyal person I've ever hired had the most phenomenal interview I've ever had. I can't believe it. I mean, literally, it was the most phenomenal interview. He spoke to exactly what I wanted to hear. He read me so well, and he articulated it, and, and he knew loyalty was my biggest thing. So So in the interview process alone, that's not enough because I was deceived by the biggest deceiver I've ever had. Yeah, I mean you you can't account for that stuff though. So what do you do
0: on the day-to-day? How do you help create a culture of
1: loyalty? I go back to one, you got to possess it in yourself. Two, you got to demand it in your in your other leaders. One, you gotta hold them accountable to the same things that you are. Some of it's very simple. Okay, we 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 overarch this theme of loyalty to this to this emotional big idea of are they I mean some of the loyalty is do they follow through mm-hmm. do they do they do what they've been asked to do do they go beyond what they've been asked to do I mean I mean I promise you everyone's ever worked to me has been loyal to cash in their paycheck I'm sure you've never struggled with that one I've man. yet to I've yet to do they do they encompass that in themselves or are they loyal to themselves only and masking like they're loyal? What mask are they wearing? Because there's been those. Mm-hmm. Do they come in, you know, and... and I mean, I often find this, all right, so if you, wanna, if you want me to really kind of get down into the heart of loyalty within an organization like we have, I really get into it agendas. If you're loyal to me, then you're going to understand this. Your agenda is not bigger than mine. And you understand this. I value your agenda. But the day that you think your agenda is bigger than mine, we got a problem. Now, you might come to me and say, hey, Andrew, you know, this really is a big priority. But if I say, Matt, I understand what you're saying, but I need you to do this. If you have a conflict in that, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Now, I don't do that very often and if I do do it, there's a big reason to do it. And so, but if someone, if something is bigger in front of you than what I've asked for it, then, and then you're not able to articulate to me the issue that's causing it, then we got, we got, we got, we got a little issue here. Mm -hmm. we, we, We need some corrective action into this loyalty because, you're more loyalty to what you think you have in front of you to what I'm asking I need from you
0: that's a unique situation from the CEO's perspective to the average person that doesn't necessarily come up as people listening like what's the actionable step we can take around that How but, do you- but
1: we can but we can break this down not just CEO because this is a CEO podcast so if a mom is doing the same thing with a kid i this happens all the time at our house mm-hmm you don't think kids all of a sudden think their agenda is more important? Uh, constantly. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, yes. Yes. I mean, I am sure at your household there's been corrective actions to all of a sudden one of your children, if not all your children, you know, at some point thinking whatever they have in front of them is more important than what mom and dad think. Yeah,
0: generally it involves a Nintendo Switch, but yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Now, that it, it seems like a little thing, and it is a little thing on the one thing, but mm-hmm. the overall mentality is kind of the same thing, that all of a sudden, I mean, I, I've done this to Drew many times. Drew, I need you to do the dishes. Um, but can I finish this game? Like what you're talking about like that. Mm-hmm. No, son. The dishes. And I've had a couple wrestling moments with that. And it's, mm-hmm. this is kind of the battling you know, of wills, of what we'd say. And it's a battle of wills. So w- loyalty is really based in a will deal. I mean we're we're battling you know a will where is our will if our will is to always you know serve at that because we use this word serve serve is a will deal
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean serving is sacrificial you know that like that those two words of those s's I mean you got to give up something to be
0: able to be to be able to serve others your family your company your friends I mean there's you're giving up something every time you serve
1: yeah but we all struggle with that. yeah, absolutely. I mean it's a it is it is a the, the the mindset of serving is is a is a towel mindset. so it is a it's not a title mindset. it's a am I willing to stoop to serve? Do I need a title or do I need a towel? which one are you gonna do? And that's loyal. going back to a biblical story, and that's why I love uh, John Maxwell, whom you know I love. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know he he actually does some great, uh, um, you know, talks on loyalty. When you look at the story of serving, you know, the night before Jesus is executed, he he demonstrates this serving of hey, I'm going to wash all these guys' feet. I'm going to feed them. I'm going to do these kind of things of serving. And Maxwell equates this to a basin-type leadership. So he takes this water basin and towel and serves them and shows his loyalty to them by what he's doing and what he's ultimately going to do. Mm-hmm. It's a sacrificial serving loyalty to these people that he's that he's, he's with. The following day, um, Pontius Pilate, who's the governor of the area, is is dealing with this issue of Jesus, and he technically can't find any like legal wrongdoing with him. But under pressure, he goes to a basin and says, Okay, if you guys want him, you can have him, but I'm washing my hands of him. So he he washes his hands in front of the people. And says, "I take no responsibility of this." And so, when you look at where was Pilate's loyalty, in, I mean, candidly speaking, he wasn't loyalty. He wasn't loyal to the law. Yeah, he's hardly loyal to himself. He wasn't. Yeah. It would ultimately cause him to. He would lose the governorship, and eventually, one day, be executed. I mean, he he. This is where the ultimate failure, because he stood by and for nothing. He allowed the emotion to sway him. That's why it's hard to find loyal people. Mm -hmm. It's hard. And in your life, in your life, you'll have very few, quote, people that you can ultimately say they're loyal. You'll have many friends. Many friends. I have many friends. But I wouldn't say I have many loyal friends. So you talk about
0: loyalty in your organization from a leadership down, loyalty in your family. What's the importance of loyalty of people that are on the same plane of leadership?
1: I think it's hard to work with people that 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 you can't be loyal with, that you can't. Loyalty, in, in, it's like when you use the word trust. Um, loyalty is also knowing where people stand. Loyalty has nothing to do with, do I agree with them all the time? That is not, that's a misnomer. A good loyal person, I told you, should be someone you should be able to have healthy dialogue and sometimes conflict with. See, this is not blind loyalty. It's not. That's not what it's about. It's a relationship that is a loyal relationship is one that you can have an open, honest dialogue with. But if you're dealing with a peer-to-peer your loyalty should be like, okay, I got, you know, that, that this person or this person, I know that no matter what, they're going to be with me in whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about whether or not they're going up or down the chain. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I don't have to worry about whether or not they're triangulating whatever I'm working with. They're loyal to what the level that we need to work with. Okay. It's, 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 and, and, Speaking on that, here's a little bit of sometimes confused, misguided loyalty, okay? Because we can we can deceive ourselves in loyalty, especially when you're in a position of leadership. Because, Matt, you have like a team that reports to you, and obviously I have entire organization, but we all have different, if you're in, in a level of leadership, you're going to have people that you work with. Okay, uh, Matt, your team that reports to you You want to have a level of loyalty loyalty to them, right? Yeah. To them and from them. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And that's important as as you establish a healthy work life, um, uh, the relationship that goes with it, um, that they can count on you and that you can count on them. But you can't have more loyalty to them than you have with me. Because if you do, we have a problem. Because loyalty... You know, when you're the higher you go, the loyalty level has to matter. You know, that when you're at my level, okay, and I've got these key figures, if you're more loyal to your people underneath you, then you might not follow through a decision that I need you to make. Sure, that's fair enough. And so that is that is an issue that I have seen play out often, you know, that people don't understand Where that, where that loyalty has to lie It's my cousin, Scott, um, actually, he, he kind of broke it down for me one time in a way that kind of made sense to me. Uh, you know, he was in the Navy and he was an officer in the Navy and retired commander. And he told it to me like this. He said, look, when you, when you're an officer, um, you know, you lead obviously enlisted, you know, you. You, you lead people at different levels, but you don't fraternize with those people. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why there's an officer's lounge. But then he took it a step farther, okay? You don't see admirals and captains hanging out with ensigns. Do you understand where I'm going there? Yeah, absolutely.
0: There's... There's a level of responsibility that comes with position and it's an implied level of loyalty that comes with that as
1: well. Yeah, because the higher you go, you understand that you're loyal to something bigger, that you've got to be because the responsibility is bigger. But if if your loyalty is misaligned to something down here, you're going to make a bad decision for the overall organization because you're... You're so ingrained down here, you can't see bigger. And honestly, you're not equipped to see bigger. That's why people that are at a higher level have to be equipped to be at a higher level because higher level requires higher thinking and higher level requires higher decision process. But you gotta be able to do that. And I, what I what always said, Matt, you're leading people, not process. Mm-hmm. And the toughest decisions that are always having to be made are in the people business that's the tough decisions I have never I have never sat in a meeting where someone just sweated over well is this the right process or really the right product I've seen debate but not sweat over mm-hmm. the times I've seen people sweat is when it comes to making a change
0: mm-hmm. and if you're loyal the wrong direction like if I was over a manufacturing facility and I had teammates that worked with me, they said, Matt, I really like wearing my Nike Dunk sneakers to work every day. And I said, no, you're going to slip and fall. You could break your back on these slippery floors without this. But no, I love wearing these sneakers. I have to account to the higher level of loyalty and understanding that, you know, somebody can get hurt if you make the wrong decisions based on trying to be loyal in the wrong direction as well. So I think there is it's a line to walk. You need to be loyal to your teams, but understand in leadership there's a higher level of accountability that comes with
1: decision making. It is, and and Matt, I mean, what's what's you and I? Because I I believe um, in in our work life, our personal life, and I think on this podcast we should always be candid. Um, just this past year, you had an experience with loyalty, mm-hmm. you know, with someone who you've been loyal to, who you work close with who you would put on the trust factor. And and when a situation went down, you kind of felt like that loyalty, you know, that not just loyalty, that trust and loyalty was broken, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That uh, there was a little bit of disingenuousness that had happened all along, which made me question other things like trust and honesty and all those bigger picture things that all come with loyalty. But
1: do you know what, didn't change and all that, you didn't change who you are and you were loyal, okay? Mm -hmm. But what I'm coming, why I brought that story up is is because the higher you go, you have to understand that while you're loyal, you know, and while, you know, your loyalty and who you are matters, understand that so does the responsibility decision-making and don't always think that everybody below you is going to be the same way you are. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make them bad people because even the person we're talking about isn't a bad person but you know everybody has a different mindset on loyalty too that's true so that's a good that's
0: a good turning point to wrap us up what's what's the key takeaway it's we say fourth and goal how do you make a difference in your organization when it comes to loyalty
1: i come back to um, it really is all about who you are um, if you, if you are a person who encompasses what, um, all the traits, the characteristics of what a, uh, of what a loyal person should look like, you know, that, that person that you, that others can count on that other person who will sacrifice things within themselves. Uh, that person who, you know. Um, isn't afraid to stand up. Um, it, it, it's that inside job. Loyalty is an inside job because here's the truth. No matter what way we try to deceive ourselves, we always have to live with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Every day that I wake up, I still have to go and look in the mirror. And you, you can try to shirk it. You can try to justify it. You can try to you know, explain, and I've seen it done. I've had it done many times, and Lord knows money, people find all kinds of ways to justify it, but the truth is always in the mirror. It's either in you or it's not.
0: It's a hell of a lot easier just to be a good person at the end of the day, For goodness sake. And
1: I don't know how you can be a good person if you lack loyalty. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and And I don't know how you can be a good person if you don't surround yourself around people who want the same, you know, because, you know, if you, you definitely can't build an organization and a team that lacks it. Mm -hmm. And so a good organization team should always demand it and root out, you know, anyone who doesn't have it. So I think loyalty is critical for success. Thanks for joining us today on the Uncommon CEO Podcast. Subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. We have video episodes on our YouTube channel and more uncommon wisdom on our social media. Find all our links and resources at uncommonceopodcast.com. For Andrew Smart and all of us here at the Uncommon CEO, stay uncommon.